Are you ready? Yeah. 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 I got a boner. I got a boner. Welcome to Geeks Without God with Nick Glover, Tim Wick, and Molly Glover. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. This week on Geeks Without God, it's a new boners episode. That's right, we're talking about new languages and really sharp boners. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. Hey, welcome to Geeks Without God. I'm your host, Nick Glover, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-hosts, Molly Glover. I'm your wife. And Tim Wick. I am not. <laughs> Thank God for that. Yeah. Uh, this is a uh, geeky boners episode. Now, <laughs> if you're new to the podcast and don't understand why we're making sprung noises and talking about erections, uh, geeky boners is something we do every once in a while where we all kind of take a few minutes and talk about what nerdy thing has us excited right now. And the best way for us to explain excitement is by comparing it to a hard dick. Because yep. that's when you're excited, because your dick is hard. Right. <laughs> I, I, you can't argue with that logic. Can't deny it means you're a little excited. <laughs> <laughs> At least a little. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, in that vein, ah. Molly, <laughs> Molly, what has you engorged? <laughs> so, uh, my boner is uh uh is is not great for radio but i can talk about oh. it like, uh, my boner is american sign language uh i took american sign language for the first time in 1996 when i was in college and i loved it i took it for uh one semester and then i didn't have time to continue i didn't need a language uh, because I'd already I'd already tested out uh, with through my Spanish credits in college or in my college prep high school, so like I didn't need to take a language. Uh, I still took one semester of ancient Greek and one semester of American Sign Language, and then my uh, my uh, grandpa was like, "No more language courses. <laughs> get your de- get your degree." And I was like, "Okay." And so <laughs> I didn't I didn't get to continue with American Sign Language while I was in college, but. Uh, as many of you know, I am hard of hearing. I wear hearing aids. Uh, my hearing is, you know, on a slow decline, basically forever. And uh, as a result, I am very much thinking it's a good time to get back into American Sign Language. Uh, I bought a course through Stack Skills last year and didn't really have time to get to it. But this year, I have been dedicating myself to doing it. Uh, I talked about it in our New Year's episode. That's one of my resolutions that I'm doing this year, trying to get my language fluency back in both Spanish and ASL. I was pretty good at ASL. Like I picked it up really easily. I really enjoy it. It's a language that makes sense to me. I, my face is very expressive, which is important for ASL. So uh, it, I, I did well in my class and I've enjoyed it ever since. I've sort of tried to remember, you know, things along the years. It's been 25 years since I was in college. So, you know, it's a bit of a, bit of a, a struggle there, but I have gone through seven of the courses I have so far and I've learned a bunch of words and gotten back all my uh, a lot of my vocab and uh, verbs now. So I'm starting to, I'm really picking it back up. I'm able to remember I uh, practice every day uh, the words that I know so far. So just like every day I'm just going, I just run through all the signs. I have Nick quiz me and because uh, I have them all written down. I have the, just the words for the signs written down, not like any dictionary. Yeah, it's, just, it's not like I can tell you if you're wrong or right. Right. But But I can ask you to say like, that cat is bad. Yeah. And so like I sign, <laughs> I, I practice that by signing and uh, it's, it's been going really well. And I'm really hopeful that I can t- uh, maybe like reach out to a friend of the show, Claire Alexander, and see if she wants to uh, uh, help me out because she is an ASL interpreter. And uh, I think it'd be interesting to have her to maybe we could do a Zoom where we sign together would be kind of cool. I think it would be, I just feel like it's an accessibility thing, both for myself and for, uh, it's a language that I don't think a lot of people speak uh, who are hearing. And I think that that's, uh, uh, it's just, I think it's nice to have some familiarity with it. Even if I'm not, I'm not gonna use it for a career. Obviously I'm not gonna gonna go be a chirp. I'm not like, 
you know, able to use it at my job or anything like that. But for me, I think it's a really cool thing to learn and I've just really been enjoying it. Unfortunately, the person who is the stack skills teacher is uh, this guy who looks a lot like uh, a guy that Nick and I knew that we don't like. <laughs> so huh. like, it's a little weird. Cause I'm like, he, every time I see him, I'm just like, God, cause he does this well, thing where he, he doesn't wear his glasses when we're practicing. And he puts on his glasses when we're doing a test. And every time he puts on his glasses, I'm like, that motherfucker looks like Sam. Like, just like, <laughs> well, and, uh, like and I'm not going to answer this question, Sam, fuck you, yeah. Sam. Uh, and in his biography, didn't you say he's an ex-cop? He's an ex-cop, uh, which I did not know when I bought the course. Yeah, uh, I mean, like, it's fine. His brother's deaf, and he learned sign language as a kid, you know, to help communicate with his brother. And it's, I mean, it's a very heartwarming story, except for the part where he's a fucking cop. All like, ASL teachers like, are bastards. And um, he's like a fair, he was like, I think he was like a federal agent maybe level cop like it's like it was like a or like a task force something i don't know it was either way i was reading through the bio and i was like man well all right like it's it's fine he's maybe he's a maybe he's a former cop because he's one of those cops who's like i can't handle all the bad cops i got to get out yeah yeah maybe you can create he's not a cop anymore you can create your own narrative molly yeah, my favorite cops are the ones who aren't cops anymore. Yeah. But uh, I still have my uh, the the ASL dictionary that I had to buy for my class in 1996. And uh, I still have it. I've kept it through all these moves and all these years. And uh, it's it's pretty good. Like, it's, it's, it's a fun way to look things up. And I don't know. I'm just really enjoying it because I feel like it is a hands-on no. uh, way <laughs> to to uh, every day make a little progress and and it feels good and I uh, I don't know I like to hope that maybe someday I'll get to use it in the wild and it will feel awesome and I will be very like it'll feel like yeah I got to communicate with somebody you know yeah. and, and so I don't know I'm gonna look into maybe uh, uh, Minneapolis has a lot of great community classes and so they do offer ASL courses sometimes so I might look into maybe in the spring seeing if I can take like a, um, uh, like a, like a level two class or something that isn't going to start with like how to finger spell because I, I still remember all that so uh, it'll be it's really cool I don't know I've just been enjoying it and it's not Duolingo so it's not giving me any achievements or anything but it's it it is just for me and and I like that yeah yeah, that sounds great. I've been trying to teach the dog sign language, but uh, she's she's uh, we love her, but she's not so smart. So. Whoa. <laughs> wow. She's a good girl, but she's yeah. not a bright dog. Yeah, but that's my boner. It's throbbing. It's tumescent. Uh, I could, it's a hands-on boner. I, if, I, if I were to do a, a sign language, I would make this jerk-off motion, oh. I guess. <laughs> hey, Tim. Hey there. Hey there, Nick. How are you doing? What's, what's the shape and shade of your boner? Show us oh, my. the length. My my boner is shaped like a knife. Uh, Pat what? and I, yeah, Pat and I have been watching this show called Forged in Fire on Hulu, Ooh. which is an amazing. It's a it's a reality competition show where four uh, people, usually dudes, but sometimes there are women, uh, come into a forge and make knives. The whole thing oh. is about forging knives, and and once they, they- forge. Once they forge the knives, I, I'll, I'll go through this. Once they forge the okay. knives, they'll test them. And they test them by doing crazy ass shit like hammering them into a metal wall to see how much ah. damage they will take. And then wow. once they've hammered them into them into a metal wall, they'll see if they're still sharp enough to slice a row of apples. Um, and so Is it always the same tests. No, the tests change based on the kind of knife that they're making. And also, a lot of the times they'll come in there and they'll be like, all right, well, the steel you got to use today ain't this nice, convenient bar of steel. You've got to harvest your steel off of this bicycle over here. Oh, shit. And and then they got to figure out. And you learn as you go. They do a really good job on this show because there's a lot of shit about forging knives that if you don't know, you just don't know. Um, yeah. but 
not all steel is the same. So you got to have high carbon steel because it's hardenable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're, they're talking about hardenable steel and mild steel and where you can use what kinds of steel. Um, and then at, after they eliminate the first two guys out of four, I'm going to say guys because, yes, technically That's there fair. are women on yeah. the show, but almost yeah. never. Uh, after they eliminate the first two guys, they are asked to produce, to go home to their forge and produce a weapon from a historical weapon. And they aren't all like medieval weapons either. There's some crazy shit they find from African tribes in uh in, in like Southern Africa, there's stuff that they pull from China, from India, from all over the place. There, It is not just a bunch of white folks' weapons. It's really cool because sometimes they'll pull off the cloth and there will be this weird W-shaped thing that's got like edges on both sides and can also be thrown. And it's like, yep, you've never seen this before in your life. Go home and make it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, have they had anyone make a batleth yet? They have not. They have not. It was disappointing. They did an episode we watched recently that was uh, weapons from movies. And uh, the the thing that all the, the four people had to make was uh, Rambo's knife from the oh, first Blood oh, yeah. series. And then they sent them home to make a Hattori Hanzo Katana. Oh, oh. Tim... Man, okay, so you and Pat would love this YouTube channel, Kiwami, uh, where the dude makes knives out of, like, food. Like, he ah. makes them out of crab and chocolate and cucumber and egg and milk and candy. And, like, the, it's... The, and they, they cut shit. The milk and, like, knife is crazy. Like, he, he takes liquid milk and tofu, hardens it and makes a sharp knife out of it. Uh, 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 yeah, like a shark teeth knife. Like yeah. it's it's nuts. Like you guys should yeah. check it out sometime if you're looking for something to watch that, in between your forged and fire episodes. Yeah. So that, Tim, is it always knives? Never like swords or halberds or or usually else? okay. Usually the first the first part of the show is knives. So yeah. you know knives that are usually around sixteen to twenty four inches. Um, although sometimes they have done some other stuff. They've done some like throwing knives they had one episode where they had to forge throwing knives um some other uh martial arts uh type weapons that they've had to do but when they get sent home to do um a weapon a historical weapon it's all over the fucking place what they can so do they, have, they, they had an episode we, at home? yeah these are all people who are professional or hobbyist bladesmiths so okay, they, okay. They aren't like they aren't like amateurs. These are I mean some of them are amateurs, but they aren't beginners. But like they, they had have an episode something at home to do. Yeah. Yeah. They had an episode a couple of weeks ago, not a couple of weeks ago, like the last last day we watched it where they had to go home and make a crossbow. So Oh. <laughs> they 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 crazy. they have them they have them make some really crazy shit when they send them home to uh to have 5 days to make one of these weapons. And then they uh, they come back and they do a test that's the kill test where they take the weapon and see if it can kill something. A lot of the time, uh, it, what? a lot of the times, it's a ballistics dummy that has like oh, real okay. internal Jesus. organs that spurt blood when you stab them. Uh, other times, awesome. other times they'll have like a pig carcass or a wild boar carcass, and they'll be like stabbing and slicing the carcass to see if they can uh, just eviscerate Jesus. it. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. What and are you then, this on? what uh, channel is it on? It's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. Okay. Although, um, the more current there, it's both Hulu and Netflix. Like I believe the current season is oh, running sure. on is running on Netflix, but there's like eight seasons that are running on Hulu. Uh, it is found a new show to watch while I fall asleep on the couch. It's, <laughs> I, I mean, there's a certain repetitiveness to any kind of competition like this, but at the same time, sure. um, it is a fun show to watch and I can watch it even though I'm pretty sure that 90% of the competitors on that show voted for Donald Trump because every single oh, one of yeah. them, every single one of them lives in the middle of nowhere in the South. Uh, I mean, you're so, lucky if half of them aren't Nazis, right? to be yeah. honest, they're making their own goddamn knives. <laughs> I keep, and the thing is I keep watching it going, you know what? We work out of the Renaissance festival, right? We know all sorts of people who make blades yeah, yeah. and I keep yeah. waiting 
waiting to see somebody who works the Renaissance circuit making blades on one of these things. Yeah, I wonder when they do. You should you should tell uh, my my Canson about it. See when they do uh, open calls for submissions. But you'd have to have your own forge. I don't know if he well, does. Uh- I know I don't know about his place, but I know a lot of the swords that are like Renaissance festival swords. Yeah, are some people that buy sword blanks. Oh, and then they make them. And then good. they and then they they actually carve, sharpen, and cut oh, them okay, into, into okay. shape. So they're not actually forged. doing a forge. Sure, yeah, sure, sure. yeah. Forge. And this this they, these these guys they all they all forge the weapons yeah, themselves yeah. from. It's in the name. Yeah. Yeah, it's right in the name, Forge and Fire. <laughs> Apparently, people, some guy on the first season thought it looked super interesting, so he decided to make his own forge and burn down a city block. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> so It's like when you hear about people making their own kilns and then they, like, you know, explode their houses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so before before every episode now, there's, there's like, forging is dangerous. Don't do this ever, basically. They're just like, don't. Put swords in the forge. Don't put swords in the forge. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it ever. Um, anyway, it, uh, the, and the judges are some of the most knowledgeable people you'll ever see. Cause that's very cool. You know, one of the people will be doing something over at their forge and the judge is going to be like, Oh, they didn't do this thing that they have to do. This is what's going to happen later. And sure enough, it's what happens later. Oh, that's very cool. Uh, that's um, very cool. Because it is a chemical process. I mean, to some degree. Well, it right? is. Like, One of the things that fascinates me, fascinates me is they've got, you got to quench a blade. Um, once you're oh. finished forging it, you got to quench it, which actually changes the grain of the metal in the sword. Mm-hmm. It's like so much physics shit going on. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's um, physics and chemistry together. It's it's really cool. And like it it actually like I know that there's like like the brittleness of the metal depends on like a lot of it too, right? Like carbon content, yep, the heat, what, yep. whether or not it was exposed to oxygen when it was uh forged or quenched. And yep, yep, yeah. That's cool. Oh, yeah. That's Did, a great boner, Tim. What you that's, quen- that's a, oh, that's also a what you quench it in. If you quench it in oil or water, yep. different things yeah. can happen. Sure. So sure. do, man, Tim, do they do anything where they're forging or, or working in like gas? Uh, yeah. Keep, like argon or whatever to keep uh, oxygen away from it. Uh, they don't do that. Um, but they, they sometimes they'll do coal forges, which is pretty fucking mm. freaking fucking pretty fucking badass and stuff like that. But they haven't done anything like that in an episode I've watched yet, but they change it up mm. a lot. Um, That's neat. Very yeah, cool. It's a really a cool show. Tim. It's sharp, a lot of fun. Sharp, sharp <laughs> boner. Uh, it is, Nick, it's very sharp. Nick, I'm going to say something I've been saying to you for the last 17 years. Show me your boner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, I, at the very end of 2021, I went and got a library card. And it's the first time I've had a library card in, oh, shit, probably uh, as long as we've been married at least. It's literally my first library card since, oh, I, was, wow. since I was like, I, I think I might have had one when I was a I, kid, but not a public one. I, I had one when I lived behind the Uptown Library when, yeah. we, when we were dating. Yeah. But so I, I went and got a library card. Uh, and so when the pandemic started, I stopped my comic shop pull lists because mm-hmm. they didn't want to go in to the comic store. I didn't want to make that trip. Molly started working from home where her office was really close to the comic store we were getting comics from. So I basically just went cold turkey and stopped reading comics like two years ago. So I got a library card and this so far, like it's uh, January 25th, I've read 30 trade paperbacks. Wow. I am. uh, I have been absolutely crushing it. It really has. There's. The, the uh, Minneapolis or Hennepin County library system is so fucking easy to uh, find what you want to read, set up a bunch of holds. They'll ship it all to the library closest to you and send you an update for when it's ready. I can check. Ev- I can go get my stuff off the shelf, check out, bring it home, read it and bring it back and check it out back in without interacting with a human directly at all. The entire process. It's, it's completely automated unless I like have a problem or a question such as how do I check out these books? I haven't been to a library in almost 20 years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I've been reading a shit ton of comics again. And uh, like I, I've been reading a lot of uh, John Allison who 
folks might know him from his webcomic Scary Go Round. Uh, my big introduction to him was uh, his comic Giant Days. And then uh, Chip Zardusky. Uh, I've been reading a bunch of his stuff, too. So I, I'm just going to real quick go down the list yeah. uh, real quick. So uh, uh, Billionaire Ireland, which is uh, a little too bit too silly satire about, you know, billionaires and their private island and the future of climate change. Uh, John Allison's By Night, uh, volumes one through three, which is uh, silly, cute, uh, people going to another you know, sort of fantasy dimension next door. Um, the first three volumes of Chip Zardusky's Daredevil, which is everything you want in a Daredevil comic, uh, you know, fights and Catholic guilt and uh, debates about God and, you know, law, legal stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's great. Uh, total flip side to that, I've read uh, volumes zero, one, and two of Chip Zardusky's Howard the Duck, Huh. which is completely opposite in tone to Daredevil, basically. But Howard the Duck is fucking hilarious. I, uh, the, the shit he's been telling me about like, it is really great. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man makes a lot of appearances. Like, Howard the Duck made some crack about, like, personal loss or something like that. And they just show Spider-Man in the background crying and going like, Oh, God, Uncle Ben. <laughs> like, it's it's really funny. Um I've read uh, the volumes two, three, and four because I own the first volume of Ice Cream Man, which Molly's also reading when I oh, when I bring those home. Great horror! It's uh, horror vignettes that are very surreal, otherworldly, kind of non-Euclidean. That all focus around this Ice Cream Man who is probably some sort of extra-dimensional malevolent force, kind of like Pennywise. Yeah, very um, much like Pennywise. Uh, I've read the first eight volumes of Al Ewing's uh, in The Immortal Hulk, which is a bio-horror, Incredible Hulk series of comics, which is so amazing and violent and the art is like literally terrifying like when bruce banner transforms into the hulk it is ugly and gross and shocking and really great um i i really am digging that series the ninth uh volume is ready for me to pick up at the library whenever i want to go get that i read i read uh the first volume of money shot which uh there's this funny woman i follow on twitter uh uh, Sarah Beatty, I think. Yeah, it's Sarah Beatty. It's her first comic she ever wrote with someone else. And, and it's, you know, it, in the future, there's alien life. Uh, humanity basically said, eh, we're not interested. And so in order to fund their science, these crew of scientists turned to making pornography in space. Huh. Um, yeah. And uh, uh, Kieran Gillen's uh, Once and Future, which is the first three volumes of that, which is basically kind of uh, a little bit like Sandman-ish in that, you know, mythology is real, the stories have power, and someone has brought back to life King Arthur, which is bad, because King Arthur wants Britain to be just for the Britons, which is a very specific, narrow group of people include like it's not even just white people it's white people that aren't saxons even right like okay. it's like so they, this group is trying to retake britain from anyone who isn't a true britain which is you know most everyone yeah yeah it's everyone on that fucking island uh it's great um uh the first uh, two volumes of uh, Mariko Tamaki's uh, She-Hulk, mm -hmm. which is it's it's all right. I'll read the third one. I don't know. Um, the first two trades of John Allison Steeple. It's a uh, same guy. It's uh, this uh, young woman is going off to this rural Church of England church to to learn how to be uh, a vicar. She's like the under. She's like the under vicar. She's, yeah, the, she's the, the assistant vicar. Yeah, the vicar in training. there's a word for it. But yeah. yeah. And she befriends the, the charming uh, Satanist woman who helps run the Church of Satan in their area. And they kind of <laughs> end up switching places a little bit. And also like there's... Coastal England. Yeah, and also there's sea monsters because <laughs> the devil's trying to take back the, the land from the sea. And, it's very cool. Uh, it's very cute. Yeah. 
uh, John Ellison's Wicked Things, which crosses over with Giant Days and Scary Go Round. It's the same world. It's about a child child detectives. It's very sassy. And then I just today started Undiscovered Country, and that's the last comic I'm going to read before going back to the library and picking up a shit ton of Moon Knight comics uh, and more She-Hulk, more Immortal Hulk. Did you already mention Billionaire Island? I did. That was the first one. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, 30 uh, trade paperbacks, averaging more than one a day so far. And it would have been like, I mean, those are usually like 15 bucks a pop. Yeah, 10 to, 10 to, 10 to 18 So, uh, so you're looking at like 300 to $450 of comics, of comics that yeah. you managed to read for free. Yeah. Yeah, it's and, great. And there, I, I, I basically also went through and looked at uh, Eisner Award winners for the last three years that I haven't read that sounded interesting. And I went through and just started putting those all on hold. Mm-hmm. So as soon as they free up and as soon as, you know, I, I it's my turn in the queue, they'll just ship those to the Nokomis library, which is like a mile and a half from us. And I'll just go pick up my books. And it's it's been really great. Like every week or so, I just hit the library and pick up a whole bunch of comics and bring them home and yeah. read them at my leisure. It's going to be great once the weather gets a little nicer too, because we can bike to the library Yeah, and we don't have to drive and park and everything well, else. But Bike to the library and come home and sit out on the deck in the yeah. sun and read comics. Yeah, it's going to be like, great. I, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the, the library is fucking awesome. And obviously I've always been a, a champion of the library, but I also kind of feel like I've kind of come full circle because I started reading comics when I lived in a small town and we were too poor to have air conditioning and I was home alone during the summer. And so I would go to the library because they had AC and just read all summer. And I read a whole bunch of comics and that's kind of how I got into comics to start. And so now it, it kind of feels like I'm, I'm back to that almost, yeah. which is, yeah. is, I don't know. There's something sweet there. I, think. I agree. I agree. But yeah, my, mm. my boner is, uh, free comics public domain publicly owned comics boner our boner our boner <laughs> you're, you're yeah. enjoying everyone's boner nick that boner is for everyone his, his boner is his for 21 days at a yeah. time yeah. But it, it, and then you got to give it changed. back but then you get a new boner you get a new boner some some yeah. things that have changed since i asked you to the library uh, the Minneapolis library doesn't have late fees anymore. Yeah. They just did away with that. It's just like, what's the point? Yeah. Oh, we're just penalizing people for, for just reading. penalizing yep. poor people. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yep. It's Next great. one. Good boner. Yeah. That's my boner. So, uh, those are our boners and you know what else we have a boner for on this podcast? Why? What's that, Nick? People that send in their five questions to us. Mm, people who send in five questions make me hard. Uh, you know what? I'm going to rephrase that. We have, <laughs> we have a boner for the five questions that people send in. Mm, questions make me hard. There you go. All right. So, Molly, uh, who do I we I feel have like the name of this questions? episode, by the way, Nick, I'm just I'm just putting it out there since, you know, it's, you mentioned libraries. I should just make the name of this episode, Check Out Our Boners. So I think you should. There I'm you just, go. I'm I think just, you should. Yeah. Check yeah. Out yeah. Absolutely. I'm not Absolutely. again. Uh, Molly, right. who's our, who's our, I almost said, who's our boners from? <laughs> who's, who are our questions from? Adulterated Evil. Hey. Adulterated Evil writes back. Uh, this is a potpourri of questions for us this time. No themes came to mind. So I just threw down whatever popped into my head first on the page. Enjoy the rando dribblings of my mind. Rando dribblings are perfect for a boners episode. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> All right. Question one. Oh, uh, by the way, as always, Adulterated Evil has answered the questions that they ask. So I will be reading their answers, and then we will go on to our answers. Are you ready? Yes. Question one. What's your current favorite podcast? Excluding this one, of course, I'd say it's The Scathing Atheist. The whole Puzzle in a Thunderstorm podcast family is fun, but the original is still my favorite. All right, guys, what's your favorite current current favorite podcast? The only thing I listen to that is podcast-ish is uh, Radio Lab. Mm. I download episodes of Radio Lab using Downcast, and I'll read listen to those sometimes. So that's that is podcast format public radio. I don't listen to podcasts anymore. Uh, I stopped when I got really disappointed by my then favorite podcast, Limetown, uh, going to commercials. And that really ruined it for me, and I got really upset, and I stopped listening to podcasts altogether. But 
you are watching a horror show right now that's based on a pod. I am. I do love because I'm watching Arch Archive 81, which is based on a podcast that I have not listened to, but uh, I hear it's really good. So the show's really good. So Archive 81. There you go. <laughs> Archive 81. By the way, uh, Rando Dribblings is the name of my Van Halen cover band. But, oh yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure Rando Dribblings is that famous jizz whaler from the cantinas <laughs> in Star Wars. Yeah, that's his name. <laughs> oh yeah, it is. Tim, uh, what's your current favorite podcast? You know, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts either, but uh, but my favorite right now is actually a podcast called Dead North, and I hate pro promoting something oh, I'm working yeah, yeah. on. But oh, it is yeah. something, it's it's a horror podcast. It comes out quarterly. It's an anthology series. whole lot of different writers writing uh, horror audio. Uh, I am one of them, but the, not the only one. And there's a lot of really great uh, stuff that goes on there. A lot of variety of stuff. Some mythologically based. Some some more comedy. Mine, mine tends to be more comedy, although I've done some stuff what? that's more pure horror as well. Uh, and uh, like Re our good friend Reverend Matt does does Reverend Matt's monster science uh, presentations on there. Uh, you can look it up, Dead North. It's pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. So awesome! Great. All right, question two: Is there a book or movie or any media really that you know existed? but you can't find anyone else who remembers it or any sign of it on the internet. Maybe we can all help each other out. Adulterated Evil says, there was a Christian adventure book one of my school teachers had on a shelf of books that he let students borrow. The story was about two kids going on an adventure with a Christian scientist who built a tank-like machine that he changed into a tunnel digging machine and then it can fly by the end. My memory seems to be the only place this book exists. I can answer this because fuck yes, I do, Adulterated Evil. Ah. Okay, okay. I actually asked this on Reddit and it got no response. So I ended up deleting the post after a couple of years. But there is this book that I read. It is a It was a paperback book. I remember it had a green cover and I think there was a woman on it. It is about a woman who is a serial killer, but she's also a doctor. And her father was a famous surgeon and he taught her everything she knows about surgery. And you'd only know she's a serial killer because it's, an, it's from the first person narrative. And she is very like, like happy with the fact that she's getting away with it. And she knows she's getting away with it because she's a woman. They don't expect it of her. And there are like the police are talking to her, but when they talk to her, it's because they're like, these are very surgical murders. And your father was a known surgeon. And, you know, you also seem to be a surgeon, but what do you think about these bodies? And like, who do you think could have done this? And mm. it's like, they're they They don't know that it's her and it's really good. And for some reason, my name is stuck on like the word green or like, she, like Greer or like her name is something like that and mm. I can't find it to save my fucking life I have searched for this book for I'm not kidding 12 years I just my mom owned it and she doesn't remember it and doesn't have it I looked through her whole house but she also got rid of a ton of books one time when she just like packed up a bunch of stuff to just gave got rid of it and it's driving me batty I want to read it again so bad so that's my answer if anyone out there has heard of this goddamn please me. Uh, I had one of these that I got the answer to recently. Oh, uh, and by recently in the last six months. So uh, there was a robot chicken esque action figure comedy cartoon or animated thing where okay. it was a bunch of fairly generic action figures, but one of them was you know basically He Man, right? Okay. And, and they were, they had uh, uh, comic misadventures as this superhero group. Sure. Right. So it was, uh, it was something called like Action League Now. Yeah, or Action, Action League Now. Yeah, we watched that together. No, it's from a sketch show on Nickelodeon called Kablam. Yeah. That was, we didn't watch We that didn't together. watch that together. No. I watched Kablam all the time. See, I, I, and, and so did I, but I completely forgot. Oh, shit. Like that, it was one single bit in a yeah, sketch show. Yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. Okay, so okay. I, I, I couldn't remember what it was called, and I had that answered for me in the last. Well, that's nice. Uh, yeah, six or I, so. I, I must have watched Kablam when I was living in Chicago because it was like that. That would make sense with the yeah. late night times. Yeah, yeah, because it would come on at like six in the morning. I think. well, it was a, it was a, it was a kids. It was a kids yeah, show. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim, what about you? Uh, I don't have an actual answer for this question, so I'm going to go with something that. 
uh, I remembered for a long time and I couldn't get anybody else to corroborate. It, it was actually Pat and I both remembered it for a long time yeah. and, and nobody else remembered it. And now it turns out it really is real and you can find it. And, okay. and so it is the, the horrible, horrible song that bell, th- bell sings in Muppet Christmas Carol. So right after there, there's, there's the scene where bell breaks up with Scrooge in the Muppet Christmas Carol. And then she sang a song called the love we lost, which stops the movie dead. It is so bad. And Pat and I both remembered seeing it. We're like, didn't she sing a song because it wasn't in the DVD release. And we're Ah. like, she sang a song and it's not there. And I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. It's gone because it was awful, but Am I crazy? Am I crazy yeah. that I remember this song? Yeah. And now, like, if you go to Disney Plus and watch Muppet Christmas Carol, if you go to the extras, they've got yeah. that song there. And uh, I've actually read articles in defense of the song. Let me point out, they are all wrong. The song is awful. <laughs> it is entirely unnecessary. I don't know what they're talking about. But uh, Imagine but, being that poor actress. <laughs> it's not her fault. It's not her fault. I know. But like, imagine like you're like, oh, the DVD release of my movie. Oh, it's very exciting. Now I'll get to watch me sing my song from the comfort of my own home. But what? <laughs> just cut <laughs> it right out. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. <laughs> so that's that my song an- for weeks. That's my answer. That's it, it's actually been found, but even so. Still, still. All right. Question three. Did you have a friend none of your other friends liked? adulterated evil says Damon was my friend. No one else I hung out with liked. He was from New York state, new to my school, sophomore year and in my homeroom. He annoyed the crap out of me the first half of the school year. He was one of those awkward, over-enthusiastic people who don't seem to notice or maybe care that other people think are embarrassing themselves. Hey, Uh, he got on my nerves, but I've always been a little quiet and passive. So I guess he took that as friendliness out of the blue. He invited me to his 16th birthday party, said they were going to play Dungeons and Dragons. Now, I grew up in rural Georgia. So D&D was basically the path to sitting on it, to slitting a goat's throat in the middle of a pentagram. If you asked anyone around me. I, however, was interested in trying it out and I accepted his invitation. Turns out it was a D&D light board game called Dragonlance. Uh-oh. Not actual D&D, but I was hooked anyway. From that birthday party, our friendship blossomed, but he never grew on any of my other friends. It was an uncomfortable place to be as a friend. No one else wanted him around and I didn't like leaving him out of stuff I was doing with them. Uh, one of the first uh, girls I dated was not a per- was a person that uh, no one else I socially associated with particularly cared for. They didn't like her. Uh-uh. No, even before we were even interesting. Like, so we were we just were kind of. What our, was it about her that they didn't like? I, don't, I think it was. Uh, oh boy, I don't know. I could. You don't know. I mean, she just was rubbed in the wrong, wrong was, way. We were both poor. But uh, like she was like bad poor. Oh, uh, sure. Just she was kind the wrong like, kind of poor. You, could, you might say like trailer trash or something oh, like sure. that. But like you know whatever. She was she was she was the wrong kind of poor. Fucking fourteen. Like, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. 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 That's... Wrong kind of poor. Right. Exactly. Yep. yep. Uh, Tim, what about you? Was there a friend you had that no one else, uh, any other friends liked? Boy, you know, I'm, I'm like horrified to answer this question because there's always this chance that this person's going to hear. So I'm not going to name names. I, I better not Fair. name names. Uh, Pat and I, when we were young, we had a couple of roommates that we lived with. And one of them was a serial stalker. Oh. Who, like every time you met a woman, it was like the most perfect relationship ever. And, uh-huh. uh, and they were, they were in love and, uh-huh. and then every time that he told this person how much in love with her, he, he was, she would be like, uh, get the fuck away from me. So right. we spent so much time, uh, sitting with him crying over another broken heart because, uh-huh. uh, he did not understand women at all, uh, and did not understand relationships at all. And like he almost boy, had an attachment disorder, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. And boy, after a while, just everybody was so, we were all so sick of him. And we were still yep. his friend. We, I mean, we were still his roommate. And, but boy, 
Nobody really yeah. liked him. Certainly none of the women we knew liked him because every single one of them was creeped out by him because yeah, all yeah, you had to do that. was be nice to him. And he was pretty convinced that you were going to be married next week. Um, oh, boy, that's a that's a lot. That's a lot. That's, uh, yeah. yeah. Anyone who wears their heart on their sleeve like that is uh, hard to have as a friend. Yeah. I, well, uh, I well was, and he I was, was a stalker. He was a literal right, fucking stalker. Right. Yeah, gross. So I will say, uh, probably in the majority of my relationships up until like the year 2000, uh, I was that friend. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even kidding. Like I know for a fact I had friends who like took pity on me because we'd known each other since second grade. And I went to a small school where we all knew each other for a long time. But like, like I could always tell when I was like invited because like their mom said they had to, you know, like you could just kind of tell that you were the one that wasn't like, you were the, like, I wasn't the cool girl. Like I wasn't the one who was interested in talking about boys or like trying on makeup or like doing the thing the party was about. I was very much the one who was invited because your mom was like, well, you have to invite Molly. You've known her since you were seven, you know? And so like, but I did, when I became an adult, I definitely did have a friend that like, like most of my other friends found very obnoxious and, uh, uh, his name it was when we lived in Chicago. His name was Mike, and he leaned into his obnoxiousness. He was one of those guys. He was a stand-up comedian who also was a waiter, you know, like they all are. Well, of but course like he, he was, yeah. Yeah, but like he, his whole shtick was that like he sucked. Like he was an annoying guy. <laughs> like he would this, get under your skin. This is the dude that uh, uh, got punched doing karaoke that one. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he because he was singing a song and he started like singing us. He's aggressively singing this song at a lady who was sitting at a table with a guy and we didn't know them. And the guy like the guy like pushed him back a little bit, like gave him like a push, a firm push on the shoulder. And Mike grabbed the dude's drink downed his drink put it down upside with the glass upside down on the table and then danced backward like oh like, my god what are you gonna do and like shit like that like he just and i wouldn't even say he was my friend he was like my boyfriend's friend but he was so he was like our friend in that way but like i didn't know a lot of people so i, I only had like wasn't that, like four wasn't people. that boyfriend kind of abusive Oh yeah, he was terrible. But oh, like, so I guess like, I guess we know why that was his friend. Yeah, but so but like they were in film school together, and it was fine. Like he just, you know, it was just that like people would be like, oh, where do we do it? Like, oh, we're gonna go to the Goose and do karaoke. Be like, oh, is Mike gonna be there? Like, <laughs> like I don't know, man. Like he knows we go. Like he might show up. Be like, ah, pass. <laughs> you know, that kind of a thing. But sure. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. You know, but honestly, Molly, we all know it's Jeremy Stomberg. So. <laughs> Jeremy is such a popular dude. Like it's so funny to me that he, his whole character is getting booed at wrestling. Like, he's always he's always been so popular. Like the only reason, half the reason I have friends is Jeremy Stomper. Yeah, but it's not because anybody likes him. They like the people he hangs out with. So that's maybe maybe anyway. I like him. All right, question four. Question four: Is there a weird recipe or snack that your family likes that it seems like no one else has heard of? When I was a small child, my teenage aunt made what she called peanut butter s'mores, and I have loved them ever since. You take saltine crackers, spread a decent coating of peanut butter on it, and plop a marshmallow on top. Put the oven on broil till the peanut butter is warm and gooey and the marshmallow browns and puffs. Make sure you cool them a little or you will get flaming marshmallow napalm attached to the roof of your mouth. I'm not sure if she invented them or if it was some recipe on the side of a box of saltines, but I still make them a few times a year. I like that. That's good. Any family recipe, snack, or something that that only you seem like only your family ate? Uh, my family, uh, my mom makes something she calls tuna yuck. Oh, it's tuna noodle. It's tuna noodle casserole, but she calls it tuna yuck. We all call it tuna yuck. Is it southern it's, thing. I don't know. It's been tuna yuck since I was a kid. Like, and I don't know if it's because like maybe my me or my brother was like, oh, tuna yuck again or something, but like. But I cannot remember a time when it was called anything other than tuna yuck. And it just it's just tuna noodle cat it's just tuna noodle casserole. It's tuna, noodles, cheese, croutons or whatever. Like it's you know, it's but there it is. So any all right, what about y'all? Uh my grandmother used to make a cookie called a peanut butter kiss, 
which was not not like the peanut butter cookies with the chocolate kiss on top. It was um, right, right. It was Rice Krispies, peanut butter, and carol syrup. So really Whoa, bad, yeah. really bad for you, uh, and just a little dollop of it. Um, so a little like a Rice Krispie square, but not 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 made into a like square, a lump. like a lump. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, they were amazing. And they oh, went yeah, it's bad. Carol syrup, peanut butter. Uh, I know. Yeah, it sounds amazing. I know. And they went bad in about 24 hours, which meant you had to eat them <laughs> really fast. Oh. Really fast. Yeah. That's so great. They were amazing, but you would eat them for a day and then they'd be gone. What about you? Anything weird your dad ate? I know your, your dad had some, some farm boys food stuff. Oh, but. boy. Yeah, I should have been thinking about stuff my dad ate that I didn't. <laughs> Uh, nothing comes to mind readily. I, I think we've talked about a lot before. A lot of my associations with Christmas food are like traditional Norwegian immigrant food. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which even like Norwegians like look at now and are like, why the fuck are you eating that? <laughs> um, but like, you know, Lefsa and Svetsupa, mm -hmm. like, like Svetsupa is fucking gross. It's, it's fruit. It's sweet fruit soup. It's cold, sweet fruit soup. It's basically a bowl of sugary, sour, pruny fruit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It, it, you know, nothing super appetizing, but yeah. nothing that was just us that I can think of. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, nothing right. comes to mind. Fair enough. All right, question five. Is there a piece of pulpy, trashy media that you know isn't great, but you still enjoy it non-ironically, even though no one else you know likes it? The Remo Williams' The Destroyer series of books for me. I found these via the movie based on the hero. I purchased some of the newer ones in bookstores in the early 2000s and found a few of the 70s ones in a tire and lube shop's waiting room, and the owner let me have them gratis. They are a misogynistic, macho power fantasy about an unstoppable superhuman martial arts assassin, and the older ones are filled with racist stereotypes, but I still love them. We were, we were kind of talking about this topic uh, when we had uh, Melissa Kircher on the, on the bit, podcast yeah, yeah. recently, where we talked about uh, guilt-free guilty pleasures. Yeah, yes. The term, the term guilty pleasures is kind of bullshit. Um, Anything coming to mind for you? Boy. Tim? Yeah, yeah I, so the uh, Richard K. Morgan's Altered Carbon series, the Takashi Kovacs oh, yeah. books, are like trashy, noir violent hard fucking like cyberpunk novels they are like gratuitous futuristic guns and like you know it, they're just pretty over the top in general they're not like high literature or anything but i i have a particular fondness for those books and will occasionally reread them there's the a, a closely related book he wrote called 13 which is somehow even more of everything that those are all right uh in one novel and i love it and it's garbage yeah uh, uh tim what about you is there anything that you unironically enjoy i mean watch a lot of reality shows i really unironically enjoy like classic game shows like supermarket sweep is so cheesy. I mean, they've got a new oh, yeah. version with Leslie Jones that I enjoy for its. Oh, it's fine. It's, it's fine. It's, for fine. It, it's, it's, it's fine. the old version for me. But mm. the old version is amazing in its in its cheesiness. Mm. The host on that thing. Oh is, my god, he's the best. He is. He's always wearing a, an '80s sweater, um, and and it, it, I I don't know how to how to describe it other than to say that there's. It is it is the perfect marriage of game show and and kish. <laughs> it's kish. Yeah. My brother um, and I lived for that show. Lived yeah. for that show when we were kids. And we used to call him White Cosby. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. You guys you guys used to plan how you would do Oh yeah, we played Supermarket Sweep. Like we would play it in the yard. 
Like we would like, it'd be like, you have to go over here and you have to get six rocks and then you have to bring them back here. And then you, have you to gotta go get, here you like gotta that. get your five hams. You have to get your <laughs> you five get hams. hams. Tim, go to the hams first. They're heavy. They fill up the cart. You like, oh shit. There's the Charmin squeeze super bonus. So oh, she nabbed that. She's going to bring that up front. Yeah. Nothing worse than when they grab one of the inflatable bonuses, but they don't get it across the line. Of time. I know. Oh, you dumb bitch. What oh. are you doing? <laughs> what the fuck yeah, is wrong with you? Show. Uh, uh, so I haven't watched this. I re- I read a lot of murder trash. That's, I'm not going to count that. Oh, yeah. That's that's whatever. But like, uh, I I haven't watched it in 20 years. Easy. Oh. But I loved Lex. Oh God. I oh, yeah. loved Lex. Oh. I loved Lex so much I cried at the finale. Oh. Not like like real tears, real human emotion tears of sadness as uh as as uh, uh kai went down singing the song of the brennan g like i seriously i loved it it's a terrible show it's trashy it's like sexual for no reason they switched actors midway through and you're just supposed to assume it's fine and like yeah i don't know i really i enjoyed it i thought it was great uh and and i know that it's garbage but i i haven't i actually i had like like uh, a weirdly random selection of of the DVDs for a while. Like it was yeah. like, I had like season four disc two and like <laughs> all of season two, but like it just wasn't anything you could actually watch, you know? And I eventually just got rid of them, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I should, I, I've thought about going back and watching it again, but I'm afraid it won't hold up and then I won't I, get to have my memories. Shut uh, up. It's great. Shut so up. Uh, I obviously, as you can hear, uh, am not a big Lex fan at all. But I will say, uh, true love is joining a Lex shitposting Facebook group so that you can find Lex memes to send to your partner. That is, <laughs> true. That, that, is that is mixed uh, love language. Uh, 21st century nerd love. Uh, is that is that all five? That's, That's all five. five. That's all five, baby. All, awesome. Well, uh, thank you again on Unadulterated Evil for sending us your five questions. Hey, everybody else, and why not end it on Adulterated Evil? <laughs> why not send us your five questions? You can literally write down any five questions you want and send them to five questions at geeksoutgod.com. Uh, I just dropped a cat. Pardon me. Ow. <clears throat> uh, we will uh, answer them to the best of our ability if they are uh, technical. Uh, but, you know, we're not experts. If you send us math questions, uh, prepare for disappointment. I don't know. We'll probably make it funny. <laughs> but, I'm really good at making disappointment funny. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> but we will be back next Tuesday with another episode. Uh, check us back here. If you're one of our patrons, you'll probably get to that listen to that episode early. It's true. Our patrons already got to listen to things that aren't released for another two weeks right now at the yeah, time of recording yeah. including like our 500th episode Ooh, la, la. which everyone else now hearing this has already heard Ooh, la, la. but as we record this they haven't unless Ooh, la, you're a patron la. I'm is, just, is uh, these time references doing anything for you? If you people could see my face right now you would <laughs> Tim looks yeah. like he's trying to figure out how a Stargate works. Yeah, <laughs> he's, trying to, he's trying to do a math problem. All right. Uh, we've been Geeks God, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. This podcast was recorded in ABL, American Boner Language. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks. Geeks Without God. Until next time, you can find us blogging and listen to past podcasts at geekswithoutgod.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at Geeks Without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. We did our, our phony baloney job again. <laughs>